Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Attraction Screw Podcast. This is episode 73. Alongside Don Helbig, I'm Ryan Sir. Don, how was your Christmas? You know, it was good. Uh, uneventful. Um, not a lot of travel, you know, with it. Uh, pretty much, you know, went back and forth between my house and, and my daughter and her husband's house. But uh, it was kind of relaxed, watched some football, you know, had some great food. Uh, how was yours? Uh, my, I didn't travel, but I, I did have a rather stressful Christmas just simply... Uh, being obligated to be at about six different places at once. But, you know, I really enjoyed the holidays. I got to see, you know, my little nephews and Aaron's little nephews. And uh, I love giving gifts and stuff. Um, most importantly, I like getting gifts. But, uh, yeah, I, I had a really good Christmas. But, yeah. Well, that's great. Cool. That's great. Uh, you know, it's hard to believe. I mean, it's already come and gone, right? I know. It's it, And it's funny because uh, Christmas of all holidays, it's like you anticipated for, like, I mean, I was going to say six weeks, but it's really like as soon as Labor Day hits, then, you know, you start talking about holiday shopping and then the Christmas music kicks in right before Halloween. And uh, God, it feels like Halloween was yesterday, doesn't it? It does. I mean, it seems like it's been it was way down the road. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it just it just kind of comes and goes. And then, uh, you know, we got a few days here and then, you know, the first of the year hits and and then it just kind of like goes so slow January and February, doesn't it? It does. And, um, I mean, I've got my birthday coming up in mid January. I've mentioned that a few times. Uh, but I have to admit that January is definitely the most depressing month because you don't have Christmas to look forward to. It's cold. It's dark all the time. Um, at least with February, you start getting like that glimmer of hope because isn't like groundhog day in February where they start talking about like, Oh, spring's right around yeah. the corner. Yeah. So February 2nd. Yeah, so Puxatani Phil can tell us that we're going to have, like, well, I can't really say, like, six more weeks of misery because the, at least the last two weeks has been, like, the best winter ever. It was, like, 50 degrees on Christmas here, you know? Yeah, well, there's a couple of things in January I get to, to go to. Uh, there's the American Coaster Enthusiast Annual No Coaster Con that is in Chicago. So that's, uh, you know, mid-January. And at the end of January, there's one I'm going to go to this year uh, for the first time. It's, uh, it's the... Uh, Ace Winterfest event, and they have it in in Texas. And this year, it's at SeaWorld there in San Antonio. So really looking forward to that, um, especially at that time of the year to get down to San Antonio when it might only be like ten or fifteen degrees here in uh, the Greater Cincinnati area. So I'm very excited about that opportunity. Yeah, it's funny when we were we had Chris Roberry from the uh, National Roller Coaster Museum on. Uh, he was talking about the irony of Texas. Now San Antonio is a little different because that's usually just warm. But most of Texas is incredibly hot in the summer, and everyone thinks it's hot all year, but it gets very cold in the winter. But I believe San Antonio, uh, it's got like almost like Orlando weather, where it's like yeah, sometimes in the upper 60s, lower 70s during the coldest times of the year, you know? It's nice. When I was working for hockey teams, uh, specifically the Cincinnati Mighty Ducks, every year we'd have a road trip to San Antonio in January. And it was my favorite trip of the year. It was toward the end of January, just when it was getting really cold in Cincinnati. And it was normally, you know, like you talked about, you know, 70s, you know, just real comfortable. You could, uh, you know, spend the evening, you know, between games or, the, you know, the morning after the morning skate, just walking around the river. Um, you know, down there, they've got the river walk, uh, some great restaurants and that, uh, you know, just a great time. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I'll send you some uh I'll be sure to send you some photos back of the sunshine and that that I'm experiencing down there. And you'll probably be in about, uh, you know, maybe four or five inches of snow or something. 
well, we don't use the S word here on the Attractions Group podcast, but yeah, it does seem like, uh, fortunately, snow seems to hold off until after the holidays around here, but uh, that's really cool. But, you know, um, as we mentioned, you know, Christmas is over. As of this recording, it was a few days ago. Uh, We're still in 2023, but the year's almost over. So what we're going to do is we're going to do something new. We're going to have the AGP Awards. So we're going to talk about the best, the brightest, some of the coolest things. Think like the Golden Ticket Awards, but as opposed to being voted on by the fans, this is something Don and I came up with. Uh, so why don't you explain it a little bit, Don? All right. Well, you know, we're thrilled to pre- uh, present our awards to the industry's finest in our last episode of the year. Uh, our selections in each category, they stem from our personal experiences. They're intertwined, though, with some insights of those we work closely with every day uh, that hit a lot of parks as well. Uh, so we take some of their feedback and, you know, bounce ideas off each other. But I think we've got a pretty good uh, list here. Uh, and it's going to, you know, definitely be different than what you might see in any other type of polls out there. Yeah, so let's get right into it. Don, take the first one. Okay, recognizing the best steel roller coasters on our list for 2023, we got Millennium Force at Cedar Point, Coaster at Universal Orlando Resort, and Iron Gwazi at Busch Gardens, Tampa. Now, these are in no specific order, just those are the three that made our top list. Yeah, uh, it would be very difficult to pick a top three steel coasters, but these have to be on everybody's list. Uh, Millennium Force is a little more controversial. For a lot of people, it's their favorite ride on Earth. A lot of people think it's overrated. Uh, Personally, I went from the camp of thinking it was overrated, and as I've ridden it more, I've really appreciated it more, and just like the speed and the intensity and stuff. Uh, Velocicoaster is an absolute masterpiece. Uh, Beautiful ride. It looks good. The sensation is cool. The theme is cool. Uh, So shout out to Universal Orlando for uh, for Mm -hmm. getting that one out. And then Iron Gwazi, I actually got to ride for the first time uh, (coughs) over the summer, and I really enjoyed that because the the big hang-up for me with RMCs is that they get these ejector air and it just slams you into the lap bar. You didn't have that with this. It was just smooth transitions and floating air and uh, just, just a beautiful ride. What are your thoughts, Don? I agree with you on, um, you know, all three of these coasters making our list here. There are so many good steel coasters, you know, it's hard to fit. You know, if you're only talking about three, it's hard to get everybody in that three. Um, some of our listeners may say, what about Fury 325? I think for this year, um, it's been a lot of time not open. So I think that there's something when we're, we're looking at these different awards and that, uh, you know, the reliability uh, of the ride, uh, you know, being open, you know, uh, I think that factored into it or, you know, Fury two, uh, 325 would certainly have made the list. Yeah, certainly. Uh, that's another one that's a top of a lot of other people's lists, including the Golden Ticket Awards. But hey, let's move on to top wooden coasters. So what we have down is The Voyage at Holiday World. Never heard of that one. Uh, Thunderhead at Dollywood and Thunderbolt at Kennywood. Um, so Don, since I read it, why don't you why don't you comment on these first? Well, I mean, the voyage is at the top of you know just about any any um, you know enthusiast industry poll that's out there. It's going to be if not number one, it's number two or number three. Uh, so that was an easy choice there to put in there. Thunderhead at Dollywood, uh, retrack work on it. I mean, it was running phenomenal this year and. You know, it always has placed high in all those different polls. Uh, the Dark Horse that got in there was Thunderbolt at Kennywood. 
you just don't hear a lot about it, but it's it's a terrific wooden coaster, one of my favorite wooden coasters. Uh, it's a great night ride. Um, I think there are a lot of fans of that ride that, you know, now that we mentioned, I think they'll come out of the woodwork and, and support putting it as one of the top wooden coasters out there. Uh, but those are the three that made the list. And, you know, just like the steel coasters, I mean, there's a lot of great wooden coasters out there, but we can only pick three. That's right. Uh, now, uh, for Thunderbolt, I, I read that in like 2007, so that was the last time I wrote it, but it, it's a classic. It really is a great ride, and uh, you know, it interacts with Phantom's Revenge and stuff. It's just really cool. Um, the Voyage to Holiday World is, if it's not in your top five, you probably haven't ridden it. The, the only downside would be that I imagine it's probably too intense for some for some people because uh, it is very long, And it, but I mean, if you're a coaster enthusiast, like, my God, what else could you ask for in a wooden coaster? Uh, and then Thunderhead at Dollywood is just, I, I like their older generation um, Millennium Flyer trains that you feel like you're sitting on a love seat. Mm -hmm. that, that's my favorite part of that ride. But uh, I love Thunderhead. I, I absolutely love it. And it's, um, you know, it, it's really a good example of GCI and what they can do. And, you know, you morph into Mystic Timbers, uh, you know, a decade or so later, and it just shows the progression of what these rides can do and how awesome they are. Now, when we look at this list, too, I don't think anyone's going to argue with us about the Voyage and Holiday World and Thunderhead of Dollywood being on this list. Uh, but those that might want to question Thunderbolt, I ask, you know, just just go ride it, you know, give it another another thought and then, you know, come back at us. But, uh, you know, I, I I couldn't leave it off the list. Right. I mean, like, I mean, I had to put that caveat in there because I can't say like I wrote it over the summer and it was great or whatever. Uh, but I mean, it's a classic. It's it's just a beautiful ride. It's just fantastic. So if you haven't made it out to Kennywood, what are you waiting for? Their coaster collections amazing. Their dark rides are amazing. Their their events are, you know, uh, the Halloween event, the Christmas event. They're all just just incredibly fantastic. All right. Moving on. Highlighting the premier amusement or theme parks in 2023. We got Dollywood, Hershey Park, and Holiday World. Yeah, uh, as I said in a previous episode, there's two types of people. Those that have Dollywood as their favorite park and people who are lying about it. Uh, Dollywood does everything right so often. Uh, you know, the, the ride collection is not suffering at all. But the beauty of it is, and I think you and I have actually discussed this off air, but if you went to Dollywood, let's say you had like a cast on your arm or something and you couldn't ride rides, but your friends were going to Dollywood and you were just like, I've got to entertain myself all day. You could do that. You can do it with the shopping and the entertainment and the experiences and stuff. So Dollywood just does so much right. Um, Holiday World is a park that everybody wants to hug. Uh, you know, it's nestled in the nowheresville, Indiana, but Hey, worth the drive, especially if you're in the Cincinnati market, but, uh, three fantastic wooden coasters. They've got hands down the best wing coaster on earth. I'll say it louder for the people in the back. Cause that launch is so freaking cool. <laughs> I mean, just the pure physics of getting a train that heavy up to speed with the launch is just mind boggling to me. Now Hershey. Yeah. Phenomenal ride. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then Hershey park, full disclosure. I haven't been there. Uh, but you, you're about the, probably the 15th person in the past 12 months that have said, that's one of my favorite seasonal parks. It's so good. And, you know, Chocolate Town's so good and the rides are so good and, you know, there's so much going on there. 
just a lot to see and do there. Great collection of wooden coasters. Um, great lineup of flat rides. Uh, great food. Uh, you know, just a really good setting. Just a lot to like about it. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, so, yeah, it's very, very good list of, 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 you know, premier amusement parks. It's Dollywood, Hershey Park and Holiday World are three different. It's like a three pronged approach to the true experience and very different approaches in some cases, but all of which are just amazing. OK, so let's talk about the standout new roller coaster for 2023. Uh, we got three of them on the list, obviously. It's uh, Wildcats Revenge at Hershey Park. There is a shocker. Uh, Big Bear Mountain at Dollywood and Airy Force One at Fun Spot Atlanta. Don, what are your thoughts on these three? Wildcats Revenge, I got a chance to ride that uh, in November when I was there for their Christmas event. <clears throat> Just blew me away. You know, totally uh, changed my mind on RMC coasters. I think every park needs a good one. Um, just loved it. <clears throat> Big Bear Mountain, Dollywood, they did everything right with, with that coaster. What I really like about that is it's ride that everyone in the family can do together everyone in the family is going to get off the ride and want to ride it again um the setting you know visually it just looks beautiful so uh, they did everything right with that one <clears throat> then when you look at fun spot atlanta you know those fun spots don't get a lot of attention but they've got some uh, you know great thrill rides and uh, this is one of them and that's one that uh, you know we heard a lot about especially in the spring when it first opened uh, we continue to hear a lot of talk about it in the summer months and into the fall. So it, it has earned its place on our list of the top three standout new roller coasters of 2023. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I, I can only speak to the one. <laughs> so Area Force One and Wildcats Revenge, I have not ridden yet. Looking forward to doing it in the future. Uh, Big Bear Mountain, though, I did ride at the first opportunity mm -hmm. I had. Uh, and th no regrets with that. That ride, just it just doesn't stop. It's just every time you think you're turning into the station, you see another spaghetti bowl of track. But um, you do. So, you know, I, I had a friend that uh, <clears throat> he and I debated on it because he said, well, they cut down a lot of the trees and stuff, which, yeah, that's fair. But the theming. You had to. You do. You know, and, and but in a lot of cases, though, uh, you know, when they talk about the theming, they think about stuff that a lot of people could very easily write off. But they thought about. And one example and I think I've talked about this before is uh, at various places, you hear the growl of the big bear and what's the simple solution on that ride. It's got an in, uh, in ride audio system, pipe the growl through the audio system. They didn't do that. They had the growl coming from speakers outside because the bear's not in your car. It's coming from the outside. So it added this like three dimensional audio aspect to it, which I thought was an awesome touch. And it was really cool that they, thought about that and they were willing to put that effort into it but uh you can't say enough good things about big bear mountain no and it's you know it's like i said it's not the biggest you know the the longest the fastest but it's one of my favorite coasters uh just love it all right moving on we're going to celebrate the top kids area and wildwood grove at dollywood and a big part of that you know we we talk about uh, big bear mountain i think the setting plays part of that i mean it's just stunning especially at night as you're coming up in the sun setting and you know you see these different attractions that put the mountains in the background uh they've got you know a lot of good flat rides that the families you know the, the parents and the kids can all do together um you know the black bear trail i love that as much as the kids do so just a lot of things to, to see and do there 
Um, just really well done by Dollywood, and uh, you know they deserve that spot with the top kids. What's area. the tree called? It's it, it's not the tree of life. That's at Animal Kingdom. Do you remember what the tree is called? Not the top of my head, but I know exactly. Yeah, what you're yeah. Talking I about. mean, it, it, they have like some sort of like catchy name for it, but I think that's such a neat touch, especially when you can see it at night. How they do projections <clears> on it and stuff, and yeah. it's it's awesome. Like foreground for like the firework and drone shows too, which. Uh, they recommend viewing from Wildwood Grove, but uh, and it has an original song too, written by Dolly herself. So can't really argue with Wildwood Grove. Uh, I I love Dollywood. I, I think no. it's just such such a special place, you know. All right, what's next? All right, so uh, let's talk about uh, let's acknowledge the finest collection of kids rides, and that's going to be at Hershey Park. Now you specifically told me something about kids rides at Hershey Park. Tell me what stuck <clears> out to you. <clears throat> you know just that they're i mean number one they're adorable you know they have uh, like a little mini scrambler um they've got the little mini like tumble bug just 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 adorable they're scattered throughout the park so there's not really a specific kids area now if these were all in one area you know it could be in the running for the for the top kids area It'd be one of those top three or four out there um you know in north america but uh just a really good you know collection uh, it's a great um you know i think their kids rides are when you look at the little miniature models of some of the bigger um, rides that are out there it's, it's a good way for kids to get started and then they gradually work their way up to the bigger scrambler you know the bigger monster those kind of rides so um yeah just just uh just a, a lot of fun little rides and it, it made me want to be you know five or six years old again yeah Absolutely. I mean, we talk about things to do. That's definitely one of the parks that can treat a bunch of different people, especially the younger kids. So that's very, very cool. All right. Moving along. All right. Uh, recognizing the pinnacle of guest experience. Dollywood. Holiday World. And Bush Gardens, Virginia. Those are the three parks that uh, they just they just get it. Yeah. I mean, I would say that. uh Dollywood, the feeling I get there is that I'm appreciated as a guest. You know, it's I, I feel like there there are parks out there that kind of loathe. They want to sell them tickets, and then when they come in the gate, they they don't want to deal with them. And that's true for like even you know Walmart customers. They put out an ad, and then oh, these stupid customers are here. Uh, Dollywood is not like that. Dollywood is very genuine, and people want to help you, and they want you to have a good time, uh, and they want you to get home safely, and they want you to come back. You know, uh, I would argue that it's probably the same mentality. It's the Southern comfort that makes Holiday World special, where it's uh, very religious in their roots. Um, I feel like Dollywood is a little bit more in your face about it. And I don't mean that in a bad way, um, but just absolute, um, you know, care. You feel like you're coming home to either of those parks. Uh, and then Bush Gardens, Virginia, Williamsburg, uh, that is one of those parks where it's almost like you're not in Florida. You're not, it's year round, but it's like not every day. So how are you creating such an awesome experience? How are you having this level of entertainment when you're just like a seasonal park on steroids? That, that's how I felt about that. Yeah. I mean, the themed area. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like the themed areas at Bush gardens, Virginia, you know, every, it seems like all the associates, you know, they kind of get into, you know, the costume into the role and uh, they seem to love the park as much as the guests do. And I think that's important. You know, when you see that kind of interest uh, and excitement 
uh, from the associates that you, you know, that are coming from them uh, that you have as a guest, I think that really goes a long way. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. All right. So, uh, most picturesque parks, Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, Bush Gardens, Tampa, and King's Dominion. Don, what are your thoughts? I like the three choices here. Um, you know, the Bush Park's just beautiful, stunning. Um, King's Dominion is a park that it just doesn't get talked about enough. Mm -hmm. I think it looks, you know, just beautiful. International Street looks great. The trees, um, you know, they got the different themed areas with, you know, the Candy Apple Grove. Um, you know, it just really is, is a, just a really nice park. And I wish more people, you know, talked about it. But if you're somebody that's interested in photography, you know, you're going to find a lot of great visuals at King's Dominion. Yeah. And I, I always felt like King's Dominion has more trees per capita than any other park. So I always enjoyed that. And it's not just, <laughs> I'm not one of those like tree hugger types <clears throat> or anything, but tree, like it, it, a friend, a friend of mine and I have this joke about how hot certain parks are like during the summer. And it's not that it's always hot when we're there. It's that there's no shade, you know, and if you have trees everywhere and stuff, you're walking down a midway and it's, you're being protected from the sun. So it doesn't feel as hot, but then, and it's, as I'm saying this, I realize how petty it sounds, but it does impact your experience. It really does. You know? Yeah. And you've got a couple other parks here that could be on this list easily. You know, Dollywood could be on that list. Um, you know, magic kingdom, you know, could be on that list. Cause that looks, you know, beautiful, especially at night. Um, you know, Cedar point, you know, it looks, looks beautiful, especially with the new boardwalk area and that. So, um, there's a lot of parks that, you know, fit the description here of most picturesque. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's hard to argue against Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, Bush Gardens, Tampa and Kings Dominion. I think I agree. Um, I guess if I had to pick one of those three as my favorite, I would say that it's probably Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. Because they've got the Rhine River setting and stuff, which I think is like the coolest, yes. most picturesque <clears throat> yeah. thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. All right. <clears throat> All right. Celebrating the finest culinary delights. We're both foodie yeah. fans. Um, Dollywood, Kennywood, and Cedar Point. Well, I mean, Cedar Point had me at the turkey at the Grand Pavilion. <laughs> Well, they had me too with the chicken tenders. So uh, I'm still thinking about those chicken tenders there. And you got Kennywood. You got those fries. I mean, how good are those? Absolutely. Um, Dollywood. I mean, Aunt Granny's and, you know, just some of the other treats and things that they have there. Um, you know, those three parks, uh, you, you go there and you don't have to ride a ride. You don't have to watch a show. You don't have to do anything other than eat. And you're going to leave there having had a great time. Yeah, the, the chicken and dumplings, which I had at Aunt Granny's. I haven't seen them for a while, so I don't know if they're going to come back or not. But that's my favorite theme park food I've ever had. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. All right. So next up, um, best new capital announcement campaigns for 2024. Uh, so the reason why we're doing 2024, obviously, is because these are all ceased up because they made their announcements. But uh, we're going to put Holiday World's Good Gravy. Dorney Park's Steel Menace and Cedar Point's Top Thrill 2. What are your thoughts, Don? Well, I think all three good choices here. You know, I really liked following what Holiday World did with Good Gravy, you know, from start to finish with that one. 
um, Dorney Park. They've done a tremendous job there of engaging their audience. I mean, first, what, roller coaster in like 19 years there. So, um, you know, for the park, a lot to be excited about. And they've conveyed that and got their audience, uh, you know, excited about it. And, you know, Cedar Point, everybody's eyes were on that one uh, with what they were going to do. And they they didn't fail. They put out a great uh, announcement video for it. They've done a, another great job following it up with those uh, different episodes that they do, giving updates. <clears throat> so those are the three parks that, uh, you know, we felt that they did a really good job, the best job of, uh, you know, promoting their new capital for 2024, you know, starting with the teaser campaigns and then moving through the announcement. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that, uh, you know, <clears throat> if I had to pick out each one and say a nice thing about it, uh, for Dorney Park, they were able to expand it, be, expand the theme beyond just the ride. Because remember, they had the haunt attraction that was based right. off the theme. So that was <clears throat> really, really cool. Uh, and that definitely garnered some excitement. Uh, for Top Thrill 2, um, you know, they had one of the better concept videos as well as, uh, you know, they, they weren't completely unwilling to talk about the fact that something was coming for next year. I, I thought that that was like, because if, if they, <clears throat> right. if they just acted like it didn't exist or, you know, denied it or, or whatever, then that's all people would ever talk about. But they didn't do that. And people knew it was coming in 2024 and they squashed the story they didn't want to have before the story came out. Uh, and then, you know, what else can we say about Good Gravy? I mean, it's a little kid's coaster that got more attention than either of these two. So they knocked it out of the park with their announcement. Uh, their their video was the best of all the, you know, 2024 capital announcements that I've seen for next year. And... um yeah, they've got a real home run on their hands, but very, very cool. They do. They do. I mean, that's <clears throat> just a lot of fun there. All right. <clears throat> now, showcasing the premier Halloween events, we've got Halloween Haunt at Cedar Point, Alice Scream at Bush Gardens, Virginia, and Fright Fest at Six Flags Great America. Those were the ones that, uh, you know, when you look at the combination of, of what a Halloween event you know, is, um, you know, they've got the good scare zones. They've got the good mazes. They've got, uh, you know, rides that are open. So, uh, you know, those are the three that make our list. What are your thoughts, Ryan? Yeah. Um, I, I think that especially Cedar points is terribly underrated. People never think about that. Uh, they, they probably put it on the same shelf as every other haunt event. Uh, but I think theirs is particularly good. Uh, I like that it's in the back of the park. So if you don't like that sort of stuff, you can just kind of stick in the front of the park. That's a luxury that they have right. as a result of their layout. But uh, yeah, I, fantastic choices. What are your thoughts? I mean, just the core, uh, the scare zones, you know, so even if you're not going through the mazes, you know, you're still going to be able to, to, you know, get that, uh, you know, Halloween feel to you. I think what I liked about uh, Scream at Bush Gardens a lot of the mazes are off the beaten path. So during the day, it's still like, you know, it's still Bush Gardens, you know, like it normally would be. It's not taken over by the Halloween props and things that are unoccupied until, um, you know, it's time for the event to start. So I really like that. Um, when it comes to the um, the scare zones and the makeup, you know, and, and just the actors, the scare actors, um, Fright Fest at Six Flags Great America, they do a great job. You know, you don't hear enough about theirs. Uh, but you mentioned at the top, though, Cedar Point, you know, kind of flies under the radar. And, uh, you know, when it comes to the Haunt event, they've been doing it really well I, for years. I agree. And, um, you know, they've got a, shall we say, Knott's-esque show on their main uh, celebration stage. 
which is something that the other parks do not have. And by other parks, I mean most other yeah. parks, you know. So I think it's really cool. I think it's a fantastic. Yeah. Now, event. if you've not been, if you've not been to any of these three events, you know, try to get to at least one of them next year. And I, and I think you'll see why Ryan and I have these three specifically on our list for the Attractions Group Podcast Awards for 2023. Yeah, let's move along and let's talk about uh, top Christmas events. Uh, so we got, uh, who would have thought, Smoky Mountain Christmas at Dollywood. And of course, there's Christmas Candy Cane Lane at Hershey Park and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party at Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World in Orlando. Uh, so I've done two of the three. You know, we did a whole episode last week on uh, Mickey's Christmas Party and uh, that was a fantastic event. It was almost a $200 upcharge per ticket, so you pay very dearly for it. Uh, but right. yeah, it was definitely cool. Uh, there is nothing like Christmas at Dollywood. That's probably one of the best ones. Um, just Smoky Mountain Christmas just has that awesome aura to it and just, just fantastic. And then Candy Cane Lane. Yeah, you cannot help. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say Dollywood. You cannot help you know being caught up in the the spirit of the season the reason for the season and all that when you go to dollywood i mean like you said it just over the top well done um and it just gets better and better every year i mean it's always been great but it just keeps getting better um the decor the lights uh, it's all spectacular you've got the food and then all your rides you know your favorite rides are open during the event uh christmas candy lane at hershey park i heard it was nice you know i had not been there for that event but i, I kept being told it's nice well, it certainly is that. Um, visually stunning, uh, spectacular, you know, with the lights. Uh, they've got them on the ground. They've got them on the building. They've got them in trees. Uh, just really, really well done. Uh, the food, the treats, you know, it fits in with the season. It's really like that. And what's not to love about Mickey's Christmas party there at the Magic Kingdom? Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's just real festive. Uh, the park does it right. Um, you know, like you said, it is expensive to do it. Uh, but, uh, you know, the families that go, I mean, it's a great value. Yeah. Yeah. So this is our final episode of 2023, Don. It is. And it's been a thrill to recognize the best in the industry. Yeah. From roller coasters to park experiences, we've covered it all. So here's to another year of excitement and thrills. Until next time, keep the adrenaline high and the memories unforgettable. All right. We'd like to wish everyone a happy, New Year, and we'll see you in 2024. See you in 2024. Happy New Year, everybody.